brain Welcome into his frequency Enter at your own risk Come be at peace with me Ask the call Where we rise and don't fall Welcome back to another episode of Baxter's Buzz. I am your host, Baxter E. Hall. Welcome to my brain. Welcome to my frequency. Enter at your own risk. Today, I have um, just a wonderful uh, recurring guest on Baxter's Buzz. She is a senior manager of diversity and inclusion. She is a PhD candidate um philanthropist and just uh i mean that's just it's only a, a small piece of of the things that she's doing my good friend nefertiti holt welcome back to baxter's buzz thank you so much for having me i am elated to be here well let's get started today we um are talking specifically about this amazing article that you wrote recently. Um, it is called Pause and Reflect, right? Or yeah. yeah. Um, tell me why the title and then talk a, a little bit about it. Well, the title is because a lot of times when I write, it comes from within. In this particular evening, um, I do Friday reoccurring articles. I thought to myself, when's the last time I paused and reflected? And then I also was reading this book, I actually love this book and I love John C. Maxwell. So shout out to him, How Successful Grow. And when I was reading chapter four, the title is Taking Time to Pause and Reflect. And so I did that, it was a call to action for me. And that's what prompted me to write the article. I um, am also reading that book. Um, and yes, th there's, there's a lot of really good stuff in there what i think about is um sort of a separate book a book that that i read as a teenager which was the seven habits uh, of highly effective people and i make the correlation because i i think about um there's a couple of things that we don't always do right one thing is we don't take time to pause and sort of reflect on sort of the um progress that we've made. Very, very many times we are um, either judging our, ourselves by what other people are doing and what other people are, are achieving, right? And then, and then the, we also judge ourselves uh, on the space between where we are and where we wanna be. Um, and I think that that just truly zaps the fun out of the actual journey, right? Speak, speak to that a little bit. Well, I mean, you made a really good point. So what it does is we're so focused on, okay, what the future is and that gap between, we're not enjoying any of that. And we definitely are enjoying the present. So in my article, I talk about how you can stop and reflect, but you also do a self-inventory. And I also mentioned how there was an instance where I was in my district manager role and I was literally on autopilot. There were so many times where I'm at a light and then I'm in my garage and I'm like, what happened in between? And I know that a lot of us busy, busy professionals, we can relate to that to where we're like, where did the day go by? Or, oh my God, it's already Friday. And so with that, I, I reflected on that and I go, how am I doing now with living in the now? How am I being present? And there's another book I read last year called Indistractable. And it talks about ways to not have all these distractions around you. So I do a lot of like, do not disturb, work focus, which is a new thing on Apple. 
Um, I let my kids know between this time and that time, don't bother me. But when I'm with them, I'm closing my laptop, I'm turning off my phone and I'm spending that time to be fully present because people think we can multitask, but the truth is you can't. If I'm yeah. giving attention to A, I, I really can't give attention to B. So guess what? I, I might as well not do either A or B if I'm not giving it my all. Yeah, you're definitely sort of selling both of these things short, right? And yes, yes, if you haven't heard um, me bash the notion of uh, multitasking on the podcast, it's a myth. It ain't true. <laughs> Stop trying to do it. You you mentioned something, um, uh, well, a couple of things. But one, there was a, a conference I went to years and years ago, and there was a woman um uh, talking about women in this corporate space or, or mothers um, specifically in this corporate space, right? But I think it's something that we all can sort of learn from. She talked about, you know, just sort of balancing work life with like home life. And, and that was before the pandemic, you know, that was, you know, probably 10 years ago. And, and, and the, the title of the, uh, her pr- presentation was love the one you're with. Right. And, and what she talked about was wherever you are, be fully present there. Right. Like you owe it to yourself and you owe it to, to your people to sort of be wherever you are. And then right. when you're not there, be where, you know, where you need to be and having those boundaries is easier said than done, especially in this work work from home sort of environment where it feels like we're kind of always almost working. We're always on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other thing that you mentioned was about sort of like this mindless stuff. And um, I, I don't do a great job of it. I, but I've always heard about, you know, people just reflecting on just rushing, like just thinking about, while they're brushing their teeth, just sort of uh, enjoying or just thinking about each like tooth being like clean, like, you know, just like the 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 small details that we just sort of overlook, right? It's, it's sort of an autopilot, and now we're thinking about whatever is next. Uh, and then this whole I can't wait until piece, right? Where we're rushing through the, the day, we're rushing through the week. We're rushing through the month trying to get to some uh, particular time. But there's what we're missing out on so much in between that. Right. Right. And that's why I think it's really important to celebrate the milestone. So my initial article, maybe four weeks ago, it was called Trust the Process. And in Trust the Process, I kind of talk about my collegiate journey. And I actually got my, my master's, my second master's virtually. And it was sent to me in the mail. And I thought to myself, well, I'll just, I'll just put it away. And then me researching and living, I thought to myself, no, I have to celebrate every milestone. And that prompted me to take out my other degrees and, and put them on the wall. And, and, and I talked about trusting the process because guess what? Yes, I can't wait to be Dr. Holt. I can't wait. But if I'm living in that, I can't enjoy the second master's that I didn't even know I was going to get. And then it made me reflect of the why, like, why did I, why was it so important for me to get an education? And then all the experiences related to that. So you have a very valid point or even with me going to the gym. Oh, I only lost one pound. I'm going to celebrate that one pound. I'm not going to wait till I get to the 20th pound. I'm going to celebrate that one pound and then the five pounds. And that's going to give me that momentum and that motivation to continue to move forward versus saying, well, I'm at 15 pounds. I didn't make the 20. It was all for naught. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, in a sales role, it could be very, like, the, it could be quiet in between sort of wins, right? If you're if you're just looking at wins as, okay, the client decided to come on board, right? They signed this paperwork and now they they've agreed to become a client, right? They've agreed to um, allow me and the company to sort of like be their broker, be their agent. But there's so many different pieces in between that. And I am very conscious about sort of celebrating any opportunity, any meeting where I get an opportunity to sort of talk about uh, the company, talk about sort of uh, myself and like our capabilities and sort of what we bring to the table, because everybody's time is important and you can't get the ultimate sort of win if you don't um, have those those meetings in between. So I, I really go out of my way to celebrate any sort of real FaceTime with these uh, busy decision makers, business owners, uh, C-level folks, because they have other things to do. And do I win every, every deal that I present on? No, but I also appreciate the opportunity. And if you don't, if you don't celebrate those things, it's like if you're only celebrating at the end of the year when you're holding up the trophy, you, you know, you're not appreciating the, the work that you, you are putting in. And that process that you mentioned is really where um, we really can separate ourselves from like the the OK to the pretty good from the pretty good to the really good and like the good to the great. Right. Yeah, which is also a really good book, Good and Great by Jim Collins. I love that book. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of practical application. And you mentioned something that is so prolific to me is that time. Like time is a commodity that I can't get back. And it's really important for us to respect our own time as well as other times, right? Um, we, we don't do a good job all the time respecting that in those boundaries. Um, with the book club we had last year, my sister used to always say, give me five feet, five minutes. So it doesn't matter what her reason is. If she says five and five, you know, you give her five feet and you give her five minutes. <laughs> and the second thing that I want to mention um, to kind of just piggyback off what you said, uh, we need to also do a self inventory, but I think it's really important to do an inventory with people who are very close to you. So I also mentioned in the article that I do my, my five friends, my, my five closest friends, and I say, hey, give me, you know, some feedback on whatever those particular questions are. So I'm not very formal and I write it down and they have to answer these, I, whatever is in my heart at that time. And one of the biggest things that I always ask is, you know, what is one thing that you observed about me this year and what do you think I did really well? So I can kind of gauge because I can't see the picture if I'm the frame. And there were times where it's like, hey, you look tired. And I'm like, oh, do I? <laughs> and, and it hurts. And it's like, oh, man, and, and you know, you shouldn't have said it that way. But it doesn't matter. The, the bottom line is I look tired for them to assess that. But the reaction is for me to go to bed and me to be cognizant of what I'm doing that's making me look tired. You know, or it could be that, hey, you've been traveling a lot. You've been moving a lot. When's the last time you spent some alone time with your children? And time goes by so fast. And again, we're on autopilot. We may look up and go, oh my God, that Friday dinner night hasn't happened for four weeks. And then you got opportunity to put that train back on the track. And so that's for me, it's really, really important for me to do a self-assessment and assessment from people who really care about me and who are my accountability partners. And I've been really blessed to have people who are very, they don't care about my feelings. They're not nephew cheerleaders. They're like, boom, hit. And I go, oh. But I know it's coming from a good place. Yeah, no, when, when you talked about uh, in the article, 
about the things that really hit home, right? And, you know, have you spent enough time with your kids recently? That That's a big one, right? It's like, ooh, uh, because there's so many other things that we're sort of um, trying to acquire, trying trying to accomplish, um, that, that the things closest to us can sometimes get overlooked. And so, yeah, um, that intentionality is key. And it's, there's this constant sort of, ebb and flow there, there's never going to be like this perfect balance where you're like you know what career is great personal life is great you know family and, and it, there's always going to be a little imbalance and as long as we're paying attention to it and um getting perspective from people that we trust the hope is that we can recalibrate more often so that it doesn't we don't go these incredibly long stretches yeah. without um, you know, checking back in or refocusing and rebalancing like priorities. Yeah, self-awareness is key uh, with yourself and what you're doing, but then emotional intelligence is also a key factor in that, recognizing how you feel and how you make other feels and so on, because there's this common misconception that because you're home, especially with, you know, the pandemic and everything else, that you're closer or you're more active, but sometimes you get so used to that familiarity that you're not even spending time with your children because they're all upstairs or in another room and you're in your, I mean, I spend so much time in this office. Like I've made it like home because this is where I spend the majority of my time. And I had found myself just from uh, going from work and then finishing work, making sure I pick the children up, make them dinner, then I'm back in here. And I see them at the door and they're like, hello, hey, can I say hi? Can I have a hug? And so now like when I, when I have them come to the door, as long as I'm not in the meeting or actively in something, I'll stop and go give them my full undivided attention. Hey, honey, hi, you know, how may I help you? I love you. What do you need? And it's, it's, it's done dividends for me and my family as far as our relationship and our tightness. And that happened to me just last night to where I have been busy. I've traveled to Atlanta and, and I'm in school and they said, hey, we want to watch a movie. I had a million things to do because I always have a million things to do. I instantaneously stopped, took that two hours, watched a movie with them, and I feel good about it. I feel yeah. really good about it. So it's yeah. just really practicing um, those things that, we, that we've that we learned. I mean, you have two lives, my uncle used to always say, you have one life you live and then one life you learn. And so I'm on that second life right now. I'm on that second part that, okay, I know these things have happened. These are my life lessons and this is my practical application. And hopefully it's making me a better person, a better friend, a better mom and so on. That's awesome. That's awesome. The article is called Pause and reflect. You've been doing these amazing uh, Friday reflection. Friday thoughts. Friday, Friday thoughts. Excuse me. Yes. Pause <laughs> and reflect. Um, also, go back and read Nefertiti's um, other articles. They've all been really good, very transparent. And you are, um, besides stealing some of my material from my podcast, um, you are also just, you know, letting folks know that they're not alone with some of the thoughts and some of the, the, the struggles and the things that they're dealing with. So salute to you, Nephi. Um, and I can't wait to see what's next. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So on behalf of Nefertiti, I am Baxter E. Hall. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope this is beneficial. Nephi is dope. If you haven't connected with her on LinkedIn, please do check out her articles. And um, until next time, peace. Welcome into his brain, welcome into his frequency, enter at your own risk, come be at peace with me, ask the call, where we rise and don't fall.